So, uh, what do you think? Should we just uh, leap uncomfortably into uh, off the deep end here? Let's do it. Episode 45? Episode 45. Welcome back. Can't say welcome back to the studio because we're not in the studio. Is the studio your basement? No, no, this is Or is the studio, studio wherever we... We have, we have multiple fucking studios, man. <laughs> we're so well off and so organized, we have multiple studios. <laughs> wherever we feel like that day. <laughs> okay, well in that case, uh, welcome back to the studio, T. Mm-hmm, thank you. Uh, we're here for Noob Talk Radio, episode 45. Uh, welcome back, everyone. And, um, yeah, how do we start this? How are, how are you today, Teague? So what's first on the list? Um, <laughs> Classic deflection. <laughs> Just fine, and yourself. Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, it's nice outside. I wish it was a bit less windy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the condo shit is annoying, as always, um, but uh, it's going relatively well, you know? Uh, I mean, uh, things, things are good. We'll be priced out of the market uh, within a month or two, so as soon as that happens, we won't, we don't, we won't have to worry about it anymore. There you go. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll get lucky and find a place. Well, we almost found a place. Then but... it'll pop in a couple of months, and you'll get place for a fraction of what you're going to pay for right now. That's what I'm hoping. I think that's what uh, me and a lot of other people trying to get homes are hoping. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, It's we'll only see. a matter of time. I mean, I hope so, Yeah, and I, I think so, but I guess, to be. I guess what concerns me is that Yes, it's only a matter of time, but what's going to happen with the housing market is that it kind of just tapers off for a while mm. before it starts a meteoric growth again in like, I don't know, five years, eight years. You know what I mean? Mm. In which case, it's sort of, I guess what I'm concerned about is it won't actually go down. It just won't go up. Mm. And if we're already kind of like... Maxed out. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, my salary is not rising with the cost of inflation, you know. So it's like if we're already at the end of our limits, it's kind of like... What do you yeah. do, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. But it would be fantastic if it actually crashed. <laughs> <laughs> then I could maybe buy a house. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah, so I'm good. We're gonna we're just going to go straight into what we've been playing. Yep. How do you feel about this? Sounds good. Okay. You know, why don't we continue the unusual tradition of you you starting? Mine are a little weird this week, too. So sure. Yeah, why been, don't you lead? I haven't been playing much at all. I had some family in town. And, uh, yeah, I got about 20 minutes of Diablo 2 just to uh, reconfirm how much I hate the game. And I got about an hour of Elden Ring. So do you still hate Diablo 2? Oh, more than I did before. Really? Yes. <laughs> is it just is it just the kind of game it is? Nope. It's the quality of it. It's a piece of shit. Could you be more specific? The amount of times <clears throat> that something doesn't show up on the screen that is actually around the corner and hitting you is wild. Wow. That, that, I really, st- I still feel like that never, you know, I feel like when we talk about Diablo 2 to each other, because it, we have you a complete go, disconnect. You go a little bit in and it's there and you see it and then you back out just a tiny bit and it's not there anymore, but it can still spit stuff at you or whatever. It's like, it doesn't hmm. register corners properly. It's I've super, never noticed. Oh, dude. Huh. Drove me crazy. I'll pay attention next time I play the game. I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but I might get back into Diablo soon because it looks like the 2.4 patch is actually going to drop. Hmm. Um, so that's like that's I think right around the corner. If memory serves. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty stoked for that. So it might, uh, to, yeah, it might it might shift me back hmm. towards the game. I'll try to I'll try to watch out for the monsters around corners. No, no, man. I, I never feel noticed. like it's a buggy piece of shit. I hate it. Maybe. I yeah. hate it. I hate it. I mean, my honestly, like my objections with Diablo really only come from the realm of. Um, I mean, I think the always online is a bit stupid, but whatever. Stupid, but yeah, whatever. Uh, it is primarily an online game, so it doesn't bother me that much. And um, no, mostly just the server issues. Mm. That, that was really I don't I, I think personally I didn't have any issues besides that. Mm. Although those were bad. Yeah, uh, they're not now. But nope. my character was there. 
that's good. That was the first time, I think. <laughs> I think that was the first time I turned it on, and I was like, oh, shit, look at that. I can just take a character. There was one time, like, maybe three weeks ago, where I actually went back into the game I hadn't been out for a long time, and it just so happened they were having server issues right then. <laughs> and, like, I remember Googling it at the time, and, like, yeah, there was other people complaining about it, and it was, like, a, like a, a worldwide outage, I think, for, like, a day, you know? And after, after it passed, it was everything was fine, but... Uh, mm -hmm. Still, yeah. Anyways, off, yeah. never noticed any uh, monsters hitting me around corners. Oh man, it's not <laughs> registering. They're just not there. In mm. Elden Ring, you haven't beaten, but you're like. Yeah, no, I am um, kind of. I was trying to kill. Oh, what's her name? That absolute bitch with a sword, Melania. Okay. <laughs> She's like a super end boss kind of thing. She's in a hidden area, so I, I think you can avoid her altogether. Actually. Can't you avoid like 80% of, you can avoid like 80% of the bosses. I do believe, yeah, yeah. I do believe. Crazy. But um, yeah, she's like, when she hits you, she steals some of your health. So, mm. or your uh, summon. If you steals summon, your summon? No, 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 steals some of your summon's health. Oh, you know, gotcha. so yeah. if she's hitting anything, she's, you know, getting health back. And right. um, she hits you with a special, your toast. One she, shot? Yeah. Even at level 160 something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a combo. It's like a three thing combo, and it's like uh, impossible to get. Well, you can get out of it, but. Um, it's like if the first one nails you, then your the chance toast. that two oh, and three toast. are going to nail yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, um, I've seen bosses like that before. Yeah. And I don't know. I just had a. I don't. I haven't played it, though. Like, I haven't played it how most people play these games, though, you know, where they just over and over and over and over again do the same boss mm. and learn it or whatever. I get fed up after three tries and uh, put it down for a while. Or do something else and then go back. That's actually worked really well for there's, me. There's a lot of people who think that's better. Like in terms of learning. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I don't know. but um, Personal experience for me has, has shown a lot of promise with that approach. Well, I mean, I, I did that with the Godskin duo. I think I, think I fought them twice. Uh, like maybe a week ago or more. And then last night I fought them and got them on the first try. I was just like... Mm shit like uh, i guess i've been thinking about it the whole time you know and i'm like okay this is what i gotta do <laughs> yeah well usually when you do the like beat you, you know fight them 20 times 30 times what happens is you get in, at some point in time you tilt like a pinball machine and like you get more and more frustrated mm -hmm. and when, once you hit that point in time you're kind of i don't think you're learning anything anymore mm. right and if you hit that after three tries then i think it's arguable that tries four through 20 you're probably actually gun. not making that much progress yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, when you come back and you have the freshness and you take away the fresh, you take away the fear um, mm. and like the sort of like... The frustration. Yeah, and the frustration and then suddenly you're just like not phased by the boss the same way you were. You have yeah. a different attitude. Totally. You know, you don't care if he hits you, whereas mm -hmm. you were like 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 stressed before. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I feel like uh, another way in which um, you can see that Elden Ring is like one of the best games of this type uh, to, to be made is that I think that that's part of the cultural dialogue about this game too is that people more frequently you hear a lot more people saying stuff like oh yeah I found this really frustrating boss and I just fucked off for 20 hours yeah you know yep. and then came back and like suddenly it wasn't a big deal anymore yep you know like whether it's because they uh, got more levels or they got new equipment or they just were not frustrated mm -hmm. you know like I feel like a lot of people say that about this game I think it's a really good 
it's a really good example again of how just how impressive an open world is and like why it works so well is be because of that the, the really crazy openness it's kind of yeah yeah just know. go do something else um, really. it's a, it's another big part of the reason why I didn't believe that Miyazaki was really making a truly free and open game to begin with is because I didn't think that they could do that kind of thing in a Souls experience mm. you know? like but then when I finally see it I'm like oh wow it's like it actually works really well <laughs> yeah it's like you know now the perspective now going back to all those interviews he was doing when I wasn't really Really, I was a little dubious about like how's this really going to shake out you know like he's, he kept saying over and over again like you know it's the most open we've ever made like it's uh, you'll, you'll have so many different ways to approach things it's was hard to believe but it's you can see how it's true after oh, it, yeah. it actually comes out <clears throat> for sure like I'm, I'm definitely way over leveled for whatever I mean I'd imagine people finish it probably level 80 you know probably earlier but um, but I just I don't have the the willpower to just again do it over and over again i was well takes a lot of patience plus i wanted to try stuff you know so i you know i i over leveled so i could try different things but i don't think it's really a bad thing like again i think the new game plus will kind of make up for that mm -hmm. and uh and i think i will do one probably if i ever kill malekith or whatever that piece of millennia millennia <laughs> millennia i might just skip her Hmm. I might. I, I sort of did move on and fought some other bosses. Uh, Why not just co-op? Nobody to play with. Huh. Yeah, I wish I could co-op with you, but I... I it's a way... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've put the game down for so long that, like, I'm not even close to... Uh, if you're level 80 or 60 or whatever, I, I don't want your help, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> My enough, mimic is enough. better. Um, and even summoning... Why don't you just like, summon randos? I don't, I don't play with random people in anything, ever. But it's so, it's just, it's just like a five minute experience and then you're done. I just don't do it. But why? I, I, don't, I don't talk to strangers, man. I don't know. You don't have to. I mean, you, you're, you're not going to talk to them. I don't know. What if they offer me candy? I just can't. <laughs> That's really funny, man. I, I got to be honest. I feel like you're missing out on an aspect of what makes these games special um, by never trying that. I don't like random I people. Could be wrong. but Yeah, uh, no, I'm an antisocial person. Um, well, it's fair enough. But I mean, I just feel like, I, I, I don't think I like random people either, but your interaction with them is so minimal like because they really just come into the boss fight do the boss with you and then leave yeah yeah that's i true. mean it's so it's and, it, and it's very tightly controlled mm -hmm. you know like there's a there's rules about what they can can and can't do yeah you know, that's there's, true. there's no voice they just they might do an emote of like hi and like you do a high back and then you just go fight the boss i don't know it's so it's so like like to me it was so it was such a refreshing way to approach handling things in a different like handling things not by yourself like, it's like you don't have to jump into an entire MMO in order to play with other people. Mm. You can just pull people in for these small little events. It's fun. You wave goodbye. Done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. like, great. You just got through that boss you can't beat. It's probably worth I a don't try um, with, like, Melania and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. But, again, even with her, I only did it, like, four or five times. And then I was just like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, when I was playing Elden Ring, and, like, obviously, I played the previous games, so I'm kind of used to this, but, like, sure, I played with you, but then also, there was at least three bosses, I think, where I just, like, sat there and waited for a sign to appear, and was like, cool, zoink, they pop in, fight the boss, nope, try it a second time, nope, try it a third time, done, we beat it, move on. Hmm. And, I mean, it's just, it's literally, they come in, you go through the door, and then they fight with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, but the, I feel, I also feel like the Souls community has always been pretty good. Like, they don't have a lot of people that are just... It's the word... The, the troll to serious player ratio is, like, very oh, small. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, one troll for every, like... I turned off online, actually, because I got to an area, struggled, killed the boss, campfire, or site of grace. Somebody placed a message over it. 
so you couldn't touch the side of grace. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And I noticed it a lot, actually, uh, in, in other places. And I was like, ooh, that's, that's dickish. That's annoying. So I turned off online. Yeah, fair enough. like, you know what? I don't want to see any messages. I don't want to see any bloodstains. Yeah. Forget it. I mean, while I do really appreciate the, the really unique way that they handle their multiplayer integration and how, um, how much of an advancement it was for the industry at large, I would say, when it first came out. It's less of an advancement now, but like, it was pretty revolutionary when they first started doing it. I also, I, I, I kind of get the, the idea of like, I think I like the immersion better when it's off. <laughs> like, the, the, that was first said, I think, on a, on a Game Scoop podcast I was listening to by Justin on the podcast. He, was, he, he said that. He's like, yeah, I, I liked the messages at first, but after a while I just felt like... I felt they're like annoying. Yeah, they were just annoying. Or whatever, breaking like, my, oh, uh, my, my, um, yeah. They just pissed me off, honestly. Um, most of them. Yeah. You know, like, I think they, I just phased them out, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm therefore whatever like go oh, shut the fuck up um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no one would have thought of chest or who would have thought chest yeah or why I always dog why I always dog like, yeah, that's a good one what the fuck <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> yeah. what are yeah, you talking yeah. about well when they put it beside dogs it's funny but yeah but most of them that I've seen, no dogs. <laughs> I hear you. I hear like you. Uh, I don't know. Well, here, real quick. Uh, uh, I haven't been playing that much. Uh, I've been I've been a little. Yeah, it's been a tiring few weeks for me, and I've have had very little mental energy for playing. I think so. I've been playing a lot of like super like you know don't think about the experience. Like uh, mm-hmm. basically, I've been playing the ascent pretty much since the last time we talked, um, and I loved it at first. <clears throat> I was yeah, I was really impressed by I think the art style of the ascent uh, and just the overall feel of the game, how it was kind of different than most of the things I'd played. And since then, I'm about, yeah, I mean I'm about eighty five percent through the game. I think uh, maybe even ninety. Uh, pretty close to the end. I'm I'm gonna. <laughs> it's like I'm annoyed to even say this, but I got to the point where I'm like annoyed by the game and pushing through it now, hmm. just to see the end. And I, I, and I, I'm annoyed with myself because I, I feel like I always counsel people to like, if you ever get to that point in the game, just fucking put the thing down. Like, there is absolutely no reason to keep suffering through the remaining like ten hours of experience. When if you're, you're not, not enjoying it, no. I mean, man, I listen to people on the Sacred Symbols podcast talk about how, like, one of the hosts on the show was like, I'm finishing Horizon Forbidden West. But I got so annoyed of the gameplay loop that I turned all the combat settings down to easy or story mode so I can just whiz through everything and just see the dialogue and then finish. And I'm like, but he won't go so far as to say that it's like not a good game. And I'm like, can you just, something about the whole perspective just really annoys me. It's like for number one, like why would you keep, like do you really have to finish it then? You know what Are I mean? Are you that into the story? Is the story that good? He sounded so deeply not enthusiastic about it that I'm like why are you even yeah no I mean at least I can come out and say that the reason why I'm finishing the ascent right now is because I just want to finish it mm-hmm. and it's absolutely nothing more than that I, I actually don't think the story is amazing anymore <laughs> I don't think the gameplay is amazing anymore like the ascent came on really really strong and I would recommend it for like maybe a 5 to 10 hour couch co-op experience with a friend like it's really good for that mm-hmm. I think it's got like a really nice um, sort of like in your face, you know, guns blazing, balls to the walls attitude sort of thing that really works for like a fun couch co-op action. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of falls apart after a while. It just can't sustain uh, its its action for a really really long time. Yeah, it just gets a bit tiring. You know, fair enough. 
And honestly, the thing that unfortunately really sucks about the game, there's been a couple sort of what I would call maybe technical issues that really sucked. Um, like one was nothing like crashes or anything, but a couple things that happened that really just sort of, sort of soured my, my, my taste on the game. Um, once there was a, a side quest that was point that kept pointing me in other in clearly buggy directions on the map. Mm. Like first it was this way, then if I reload it would be this way, then it, and I could, would never actually lock into a like so it clearly I couldn't go to whatever place it was. And when I googled this, I found out that the reason was because I hadn't progressed the main story enough to unlock that place. So I couldn't go in it. Hence I couldn't finish the side quest. But the game gave me the side quest before I had access to that place. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's something that's like forget. That's a no-no. I mean, that's that's like for me from a small developer that didn't bother to fix that, I'm like, oh, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, just fuck off, you know? Like, yeah. So, I mean, that was that happened like two or three times, and that really annoyed the shit out of me. Ooh. I was like, how can you have such sloppy design, you know what I mean? Like, Because they're otherwise quite polished, right? The game looks very polished hmm. from the outside until you dig really far in, you know? And then also, what's happening towards the end of the game, I, I put it to the hardest difficulty and like turned off the auto-aim and stuff to make it like a little challenging. It's not a very particularly difficult game. It has difficulty spikes that are a little annoying, but I wouldn't say are an obstacle to enjoyment. Mm. Where it's like, it's pretty easy for a long time, then there's a boss counter that's like, insane. Like, like 20 times harder. Then it goes back to incredibly easy, mm. then the same boss fight battle that's insane, right? But that in and of itself doesn't really bother me that much. What does bother me is what makes the side quests and the, the sort of, the I feel like, bloated size of the game really, really annoying towards the end is that the quests are just run from one place to the, they're just fetch quests. Mm. I mean, there's a little bit portion of fighting that's sometimes pretty fun, but it's like 80% fetch quest, 20% action. Okay. And the, and the walking in this game is fucking crazy slow and you can fast travel, but the fast travel is not fast. Hmm. Like it's extremely slow, fast travel. Hmm. It's a, when you, fa- whenever you fast travel, it's a big loading screen. That's like 30 to 45 seconds that I can only imagine is probably worse on PS4 base, you know? And then not only that, but you can't, you have to fast travel to the hub zone to access the other stage, the other p- part of the world. Then you have to fast travel again from the other part of the world to get to the pl- And every one of those connections has a really long load screen. <laughs> so even the fast travel is not that fast. Hmm. And it's so funny that it's such a simple thing, but had they just removed the hub, had they just not made it that difficult to go from place to place fast, I don't think I'd care as much. Hmm. But the fact that they forced me to walk painfully slowly from location to location and I have to fight the enemies again because they're in the way mm. and they're super easy like they're a joke like they're not difficult because I'm so high level you know that end game you know it's came on real strong but that end game loop is so bad that it's mm. like bad taste sad to say that I'm finishing it to finish it but yeah, you know yeah, well. like after playing this much I can say pretty safely that it's not like how I feel about Aliens Fireteam okay. which thinking about after the fact like when my brother calls me up to be like do you want to play a round of aliens fire team uh, like i've been busy lately i haven't been able to play with him much but every time he does that i'm like excited mm-hmm. you know i'm always like oh yeah i would totally love to play a round of aliens fire team whereas i don't think i'm going to be coming back to this game the same way you fair know? enough and uh that's too bad yeah you know? but right. uh, you know it's still uh yeah to me it's kind of like if they had handled the travel better like going from place to place better in the game and if they cut it by about half its size maybe because okay. it's just a little bloated without like like it doesn't have enough depth to justify that kind of length you know what I mean okay anyways uh, yeah right and besides that I've been playing Marvel Champions of the Card Game nice. which is not at all a video game <laughs> but it's uh, what's really sort of captivated my time and attention in the past like week or so uh, and it's amazing it's uh, it's a cooperative card game 
You can play uh, by yourself, you can play with up to four people. It's by the same creators, or at least part of the same create, uh, the same team that makes uh, Arkham Horror the card game, which is another game that I'm really familiar with and that I love a lot. And it's not as cool as Arkham Horror the card game, but it's a very nice, fast Marvel-themed game that both has really good Marvel flavor, uh, has really so pretty solid uh, gameplay mechanics, mm -hmm. uh, and is like fun and engaging by yourself or with other people. And it's fast. It's it's like a you know, when I sit down by myself, it's like half an hour to play a game. Hmm. Uh, probably if you played with four people, it might be like an hour and a half, two hours. But only because of the amount of people there, you know. And the game is just very, like, quick and easy. I don't know. I mean, I, I really like it. I'd, I'd recommend it for people looking for a fairly casual card game they can play it, play it by themselves, you know. Uh, that doesn't require a lot of setup and, like, is just easy get in, get out kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, I like it, yeah. Nice. Um, anyways, so that's pretty much, uh, that's what I've been up to. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so on to the news? Yep, let's do it. Alright, number one, we've got uh, Rogue Legacy 2 leaving early access gets animated release date trailer. This is April 7th. I had a bit of trouble telling, but I'm pretty sure that Cellador Games actually announced this in tandem with IGN. Hmm. Like they did um, a YouTube trailer release directly through the IGN YouTube account. Interesting. Rather than on their own platform. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. But uh, Rogue Legacy, uh, do you know what this game is? No. I played the original Rogue Legacy that came out in, I think, 2013 from Cellador Games. Steam and PC first, then it came to consoles later. It's a really cool, like, have you seen the trailer? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah? I did, yeah. It's like a 2D, you know, roguelike kind of... One of those, like, No, totally. One of those permanent death things where it's like, you know, you die and you restart all the way at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And the whole game from start to finish only takes, like, maybe an hour if you can manage to get through all... If you can manage to not die. Okay. It's just, it's really hard, and you're supposed to die, and you get incrementally better. Really, okay. really small advancements. And each new character was supposed to be... The, the legacy angle is each character is an ancestor of the previous character. Hmm. Which is why they remember their... The, which is, like, the explanation for why you can increase your abilities. But also they have, like, ancestral traits. Like, they can be, like, um, colorblind or obsessed with food. Or, like, they have all these personality traits. Right. You're given random ones, and some of them are, like kind of good and some of them are like mostly bad dwarfism yeah yeah I think that's actually might be one of the traits oh man I was totally joking <laughs> no I think that might that might be one of the traits and you're small yeah like yeah, and yeah. It, yeah. it's and it's weird because it's like it both is good and in some cases it's good in some cases it's bad I just saw I was in a in a message group uh, two buddies were playing Kingdom Come 3 I think Deliverance oh the, no. are, are they already at Kingdom Wait, am I not thinking of... Is it not the uh, game that's like Elder Scrolls, but not no. fantasy? No. Uh, I don't I was think thinking so. Kingdom this... Come Deliverance. Maybe it's not... Yeah, no, Kingdom Come Deliverance is the thing. Uh, Crusader, Crusader Kings? Kings. Crusader uh, Kings 3. Okay. And in the message, it was just... Um, buddy posted a screenshot of something, and it... You know, uh, I don't I don't even know what it said, but then other buddy said, Oh, man, that sucks. Uh, you got dwarfism. You better end the line now. <laughs> that's funny. I don't really understand the game, but um... <laughs> that's the kind of. It was also. It's a very comedy game. Mm. Right? It's very tongue in cheek and like very silly and stupid, mm. um, but with remarkably uh, really engaging gameplay. Just like super fun, basic two D fighting. Right. You know, right. Like very enjoyable. And yeah, Rogue Legacy One totally captivated me. I played from start to finish. Loved it. Um, I'm not sure if I want to play a second one, but I think this looks pretty good. And I feel like, you know, if anyone's looking for a roguelike, you know, permadeath, arcadey kind of uh, title, that like this developer really, from what I have, what, from what I've seen so far, really um, delivers. Hmm. Uh, they also made this, this little known game called Full Metal Furies, 
which I can't even remember when it came out. I found about it way late, but it's a co-op couch game. Okay. Like top-down kind of run and gun, mm-hmm. where like you do missions with your with your friend and like you get you level up and stuff. And there's four different classes, and I kind of had a blast with it. Heard nothing about the game, but discovered it with my my buddy Matt one time. We played like a bunch couch co-op kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Couch and or online co-op. And uh, it was really cool. But uh, yeah, they're a competent developer. Um, so this Rogue Legacy 2 has been in development for a while. The actual news here is that Rogue Legacy 2 uh, finally leaves Early Access, April 28th. So it's, it's, it's official releases then. It looks like it's coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series X same day, uh, which is really cool. Um, and historically speaking, these games come out on PlayStation also. So it's probably just a matter of like... Uh, time? Yeah. yeah, it's probably just a matter of time until it comes to PlayStation. So yeah, I mean, Rogue Legacy 2 is, is very cool stuff. Cellador Games is a really good developer if you are into that kind of, uh, that kind of thing. Should be a good experience. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got to say about that. So moving on to number two. This one's more for you, Teague. Dying Light 2, New Game Plus, coming this month. I might actually give it a try. I really? Might, I might fire up uh, Dying Light again, see if it's still broken. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would love to hear if it's still broken. Uh, this news came directly off the Dying Lake Twitter feed. They say, Survivors, our team is working hard on patch 3 for DL2 Stay Human. It will be one of the biggest patches we've released so far. Apart from many fixes for both multi and single player mode, it will also introduce new game plus mode, giving you more reasons to revisit the city. Capital T, capital C. Um, there's no exact release date for the patch yet. Uh, it's slated as just end of April. So hmm. should be... Any day, any day now kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, could be cool. Are you optimistic given the the previous patches that came out? I, or? No, I gave up on it just because uh, all the patches they put out didn't seem to fix the game. Um, and I only ever played really in multiplayer. So they may have fixed the single player. It may be flawless. You know? hmm. uh, but I only ever played with a buddy. And uh, the problems were even worse after every patch. So... Yeah. I just gave up. Yeah, I mean, I read a recap about this on IGN, and I feel like they were not... The, t- the, the tone of the way they were talking about the patches was that they were all good. Mm. You know, like, they fixed lots of issues, blah, blah, blah. And I thought it, just, I thought it was interesting that your personal experience was really, you know, not that way. <laughs> but again, it was only co-op, right? Yeah. That's yeah. all I played. So maybe their co-op is just broken. Maybe. Then single player would have been amazing. But, I, you know, I did have some problems in single player. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, I don't feel... I think that's probably not the way those games work. Mm. But I think it's probably more like they designed the whole thing. I mean, listen, I'm not not really a developer, but I think it's probably more like they designed the whole thing and then they insert a player Mm. rather than they make two... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. To me, it would make sense that they'd be the same, but... Yeah, I don't know. But uh, some of the problems that they claimed that were being fixed in patches were actually worse after. Yeah. So that's concerning. Yeah. yeah. But I guess at the same time, a lot of time has passed since the last yeah, one now. For right? sure. I haven't played um, in over a month, I think. Uh, if there's so. one thing we can say about Techland is that they do work hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that company was working hard creating mad amounts of content for Dying Light 1 way after that was not a thing anymore. It actually makes yeah. me want to play some Dying Light 1. Well, I mean, there was the last time we talked about the you know the PS5 patch and PS4 Pro patch too. I think I think it's sort of it's affecting both versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might be enhanced, uh, like it might be a little bit crisper. I mean, there was it was pretty crisp before even. You know, it was. Yeah, it I was. I thought it looked pretty good, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But I never got crazy on it, so maybe now. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I think the first game is pretty good. I mean, in my opinion, like yeah, it's kind of Dying Light One is maybe a little bit like the Ascent for me in terms of like after a while I soured on it. Hmm. I not as fast as the ascent, but the ascent is also a much smaller game in general. Like right, right. Um, but yeah, Dialing One, same thing. I really enjoyed it for a long time, and at some point in time, 
I was just like, that's enough. Like, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. But it was a pretty good game. Mm. Yeah. And they really, they added a lot of stuff post when I played to, like, that Hell Raid stuff. Right, While right. It yeah. sounds like just like a sort of like a meaningless diversion. It looked like a pretty neat meaningless diversion. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I they know. added, like, Bozak Horde and all kinds of th- DLC. Yeah, right? and they did. Um, yeah. I think I got the Game of the Year edition, which had all kinds of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. It's just... Uh, We'll see now. Yeah. With a new game plus, maybe I'll give Dying Light 2 another try, but uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like I got my fill on it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, um, I guess, you know, one interesting question is do you think that this would be enough for people to come back? Like, for people who were initially turned off of the game from the, from the, from the problems, do you think it might be enough to get them? I think most people probably push through the problems. Yeah. And just, like, enjoyed it for what it was, you know? Because yeah. it was fun. It, yeah. it was fun. I enjoyed it, but um, but again, just certain certain problems, just no, too much. Well, so. here's hoping they fix it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would like to see a Techland success story. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Well, moving on to number three, uh, abandoned director explains tweet takedowns and how the prologue <laughs> is a whole separate game. So this is taking us back to good old Hassan Karaman, uh, everybody everybody's favorite buddy. I feel like we need to address the beginning Teague at the top that uh, we swore we would never talk about this guy again mm-hmm. until there was an actual game released. So and now he's deleting you... tweets, and here we are talking about him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we didn't dig too far into this one. Um, I think mostly because we kind of because I don't give a shit. <laughs> I kind of don't give a shit. Also, uh, I just wanted to point out mostly that they're up to some seriously nonsense business. Like this, they're taking down. Uh, all the tweets that were talking about what they were announcing and what they were going to deliver on. I mean, because there was a whole thing with the real-time experience app when it started, right, where they were promising more stuff. There was a lot of promising, right. like, oh, here's a three-second, like, was it a three-second clip or something, I think? Something stupid. Something really dumb. Uh, I mean, it was a good-looking three-second clip, but it was a three-second clip. Yeah, it doesn't say anything. No, and they were say- they kept saying, like, there was all these spots in the real-time experience app for, like, upcoming things. And they were saying, like, they're going to add more, they're going to add more, they're going to add more. And, I mean, just to remind everybody, like, this real-time experience app was released now, I think it was nine months ago, right? Hassan Karaman actually spoke directly to IGN's Destin Ligari. Uh, and I'll read a couple, I'll just find a little excerpt from the article here. Yeah, I feel like this guy just sounds incredibly scummy now. And, like, I don't want to have anything to do with him. No. Uh, Hassan Karaman seeing, uh, I did not see that coming, he explained, in reference to uh, people being, like, concerned that he was taking, that their company was removing all their tweets. Who would imagine that that would uh, draw concern? I didn't think the community would respond that way. Basically, the tweets were deleted because some of the concept has changed. I figured maybe just deleting the tweet and then tweeting more relevant information would be a better idea, which was actually not a good idea. I have learned now just to keep them. Sure you have. That's what he said literally every other time he was uh, was interviewed. Even if the information or concept changed, just keep the older information because people eventually will see for themselves what the difference is and then see what's more actual. Uh, then there's a bunch of, I won't go too much far, further into it, there's a bunch more stuff about, uh, he's saying that there's going to be a prologue, a uh, prologue game, like standalone game. I don't even believe this is a real thing. I don't believe it's a real thing either. Um, prologue standalone games for money, uh, there is, it's, it's um, you know, there's precedence. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid, uh, Phantom Pain had a prologue game that was standalone that was actually quite good called um i can't remember but uh yeah metal, metal gear solid had like a standalone playable demo it's not necessarily a bad idea uh, no no but yeah i mean this guy just seems completely like full of nonsense yep 
I mean, he's also saying, here's a, a quote later, the prologue is not a demo. People keep saying it's a demo. It's not a demo. It's actually a standalone game, right? It has a price tag. It's low because probably be about an hour, two hours of gameplay, but it's a reasonable price tag. It's not that much. It talks more about how they're, they're going to use it to self-fund abandoned. Uh, that's why I want, and then he, at some point in time, I'm tr it's a really long interview. At some point in time, he's giving more promises that they're going to update the real-time experience app with more stuff. And like yeah. they've had nine months to put shit in this. Like when they ori originally released it, they said at the time that like, oh, we're going to show tons of stuff soon. They showed absolute sweet fuck all. I just don't believe it until I see it. So I don't know. Enough with this guy. I think it's one of the greatest scams of, uh, <laughs> of like modern video game history. I don't know. Like it's a really, to me, this it's it's. I mean, I have trouble believing that they're ever going to release anything. Yeah. Like I think the whole thing's a joke. It's a con um, artist. And I mean, I really feel like his interview comments read like a con artist also, mm -hmm. you know, like the double speak in them is like, yep. and the way that he just completely ignores the fact that it's like they took down the tweets because they didn't want people actually checking what they were saying they were going to do to see that they didn't do it. And then he says the exact same thing as they were saying the first time they tweeted those things of like, more shit's coming, please believe us, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, 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 Don't yeah. piss on me and tell me it's raining. <laughs> pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you have anything more to say about uh, San Caraman? Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of a joke. Yep. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I guess don't don't get too don't get too sucked in by the whole uh, the whole abandoned conspiracy. Moving on to number four, Return to Monkey Island is a new sequel coming from the original creator. Um, I got this headline off IGN, but the news was announced on Twitter. And you can see a tweet from Devolver Digital saying, Introducing Return to Monkey Island, a new game by Ron Gilbert that picks up where Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge, left off. This one's for you, Matt. Um, and then there's a nice little sort of, I guess, te teaser video, announcement video. They did a really cool, um, I think, Return to Monkey Island that released on PS4 that is like a, it was a that style of graphics up-res of the entire game. Mm -hmm. And they, they did the same thing as in Diablo 2 Resurrected, where you can press a button to switch to the pixel graphic original that's at cool. any time that's cool it was really really neat yeah it was like a, it was like a budget budget price uh, it was a really cool production so anyway so this is a new game uh, by monkey island creator ron gilbert working with original co-writer dave grossman lucasarts composers michael land michael mcconnell and clint bajakian uh, and fellow co-creator yeah the only notable exception is fellow co-creator tim schaefer who currently runs Microsoft's Double Fine is not returning for this one, but it's a lot of people from the original cast. Ron Gilbert is uh, considered to be sort of like the mind behind the game. Hmm. Uh, he's like the, um, what's that Dead Space creator guy's name? I don't know. <laughs> I'm totally blanking. He's like the, Jesus, the Ken Levine uh, for Bioshock. He's like that guy for Secret of Monkey Island. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say about this. Uh, on the Twitter, Gilbert says that his terrible toy box development studio has been working on the game for two years, quote unquote, in complete secrecy. You can go check out the announcement trailer. It's super cute. It's very Monkey Island. And uh, what more is there to say? I mean, these guys, terrible toy box, they made Thimbleweed Park. I don't know if you heard that name. Nope. That was a really cool uh, adventure title that came out in the style of Monkey Island, but that is a recent game. Okay. Um, and it's 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 kind of the exact same thing, but it's like a, it's another ridiculous like clowns in a carnival. There's like someone gets murdered, you have to unravel the mystery, but the whole thing's ridiculous and like you know very like slapstick kind of thing. Hmm. 
Um, kind of like the Sam and Max games, if you know those. I don't. It, honestly, the, the whole adventure game genre is like a massive niche of like... Right, right. People right. who follow it, they know all of them. Mm-hmm. And anyone outside knows absolutely none. <laughs> none. Yeah, but it just so happens a lot of my high school buddies like were really into this adventure genre in its infancy kind of thing. Fair enough, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much to say about this other than I think it's really cool. Um, I love the Monkey Island franchise. I think it's one of the best adventure games nowadays are a really tough sell. And I think it's cool for creators, particularly the ones that made those games originally, to return to these types of things if they can. A lot of them are crowdfunded these days. I think that's fine uh, because studios don't want to finance this type of type of garbage, which is what a lot of people consider it. You know? Right. Right. Um, but I love the games, and I think that I feel like um, <laughs> I don't mean this to sound like uh, it's going to sound weird, but I feel like there's a niche of people who. Like, casual gamers, I think, sometimes really appreciate. Like, I know my girlfriend plays some non-casual games and some casual games, but she loves um, to be sort of, like, told interactive stories Hmm. in games where it's like, you know, you're solving puzzles, you're solving mysteries, whatever. She really digs that kind of thing. And when they're good ones, they can can really grab her attention. And I feel like, you know, there's a, yeah, there's a space for that. Yeah, it's neat. It's neat. I think it looks pretty cool, and uh, I'm happy that uh, it's being helmed by by Ron Gilbert because uh, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, those are, those Monkey Island games are pretty awesome. You you would probably it's the kind of thing where if you saw Jasmine playing them, you'd probably get a chuckle every now and then. Okay. You know what I mean? They're just ridiculous and silly and like mm-hmm. uh, like to give you an example, the main character's name was Guybrush Threepwood, but Guybrush they just got that from like the the file name of whatever paintbrush they used to paint the character was called Guybrush Three. I think <laughs> okay. yeah, I think that's why he's called Guybrush Threepwood is because the the the, the file name was Guybrush. And they just took that because they thought it was funny. Moving on to number five. Hyperlight Breaker, a 3D co-op game set in the Hyperlight Drifter universe, has been announced. Super is, excited about this. Is that, uh, would you describe that as 98% sarcasm? Or no, 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 no. That's 100% sarcasm. 100% sarcasm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Heart Machine has revealed Hyperlight Breaker, a 3D co-op focused game set in the same world as the cult classic Hyperlight Drifter. Coming to Steam Early Access in Spring 2023, so it's got a release date 2023. Um, the reason why this is also very relevant to us is that uh, every game that he's released so far has also come to consoles. Right. So it stands to reason that it will just be Hyperlight Drifter was the same thing, the original game he made. Um, I think it took like six months maybe for it to come to console, mm-hmm. uh, but it eventually came. And uh, Hyperlight Drifter. So I have a complicated relationship with this guy. <laughs> Hyperlight Drifter is one of the greatest games I've ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. Solar Ash, his follow-up, which came out, I think, just, I want to say, less than a year ago. Like, five months ago, maybe? I thought it looked terrible. I, something about, I mean, the art style to me and the style of gameplay, I was just like, I don't know, I was really disappointed. Like, to go from Hyperlight Drifter to that. Did you play it? No, I didn't play it. Okay. Yeah. I was just completely turned off by what I saw and, like, completely uninterested. In Fair enough. I mean, the reviews I saw were pretty good. So I was like, eh, it's probably a decent game. It just... Not I, for you. Yeah, I think it's just not for me. But... Like I was telling you before, I mean, Hyper Light Drifter, when it first came out, was kind of groundbreaking. It was a really solid action game. And the cool thing about Hyper Light Drifter is that it told a really good story with uh, literally no text. Hmm. Completely pictorially. Uh, NPCs would talk to you pictorially. You would buy stuff at merchants pictorially. You would upgrade your skills pictorially. There was just no text ever. Hmm. And it was really neat. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I thought cool... that, was, that was cool. It's a nifty quirk. Yeah, it's a really nifty, uh, it's just an interesting twist on like a, a fairly standard. And the action was just like really crisp mm-hmm. also. You could play couch co-op, which was nice. Very. They added that in like a later update, but uh, you could play the whole game couch co-op. Um, and yeah, Solar Ash just, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't grab me. Now this, the announced trailer is just 
you know, it's just like you like you were saying, it's kind of like a Netflix show, mm-hmm. Netflix animated TV show. You know, there's no gameplay, so we don't really know if this is gonna look like Solar Ash or more like original Hyper Light Drifter. I mean, he says it's a 3D co-op focused game set in the same world as Hyper Light Drifter. So presumably it will be. I'm imagining. I'm probably imagining it's gonna look. With the art style of that, what fits in that announced trailer, with like a Solar Ash actually gameplay, hmm. you know, like third person maybe, like that kind of thing, yeah, and less like original Hyperlight Drifter. But the fact that it's a, co- a co-op game, like from the ground up, I think is pretty interesting. Yep. So that's kind of got my attention. I mean, it, it's and it's also it's weird for me that a developer, Heart Machine in this case, is um a hundred percent a one or a zero for me mm, yeah right <laughs> you know right. like usually it's something it's like in between yeah it's something in between so i'm just really fascinated to see where he goes with this i thought after the first game that he was one of the most genius developers i'd ever seen then the second game came out and I, my immediate thought was like what is this soulless husk of garbage now <laughs> you know like are you kidding like and i just i didn't get it you know mm-hmm. but that's a very harsh opinion, and yeah. maybe I just, uh, you know, wasn't seeing the the goodness in it kind of thing. Um, but I also didn't really hear anyone talking about Solar Ash, in fairness. And when Hyper Light Drifter came out, it was like, there was a massive buzz right. in like, the indie right. community. Like, everyone was raving about it. All the critic sites were raving about it. Solar Ash very much came and went, and like, yeah, I mean, people reviewed it, but like, that's about it. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. Creative director Al- Alks... I don't know how to pronounce this, ALX. Alks Preston uh, also noted that it will be a little more systems heavy with more RPG RPG mechanics compared to Hyperlight Drifter, complete with a range of distinct playable classes, which I guess is fun for co-op play, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's promising, I suppose. Uh, when we say online cooperative play, we mean multiple players, not just you and another person. We're looking at a group of players that can go out and kill some monsters together. I mean, that sounds good. It does. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I think it sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know... It, it, He's such a talented developer. Like he, he he exhibited so much talent in the first one that I really feel like uh, there's a, there, I mean there's a big chance that he could do something again that would be completely you know mind blowing. Maybe yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah. I mean he's he's got it in him. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, if the last one he did wasn't mind blowing, but you didn't try it, so you can't really trash it too bad. Yeah. Then I'd still give him the benefit of the doubt. You know. Yeah. And just assume no, it's right. going to be good. Yeah. And kind of just leave the one that you didn't play off the table yeah here we've got some actual here I didn't see this before we've got some actual screenshots okay yeah what do you think uh, I mean it's just early stuff right it's, it's clearly I would argue early. it looks terrible but you, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> any game like this does to me I sure. just can't do it yeah fair enough fair enough I just can't do it I mean to me this does look like maybe a nice 3D rendition of the 2D pixel art Hyperlight Drifter worlds there you go so if he's going for a Hyperlight Drifter sequel and it's co-op and it has some of the same things that made Hyperlight Drifter good, as in like really, really crisp combat, you know, interesting way of telling story without text. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it could be interesting. Could be. And we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. yeah. But I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. I agree with you. Should we move on? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Moving on to number six. E3 2022, digital and physical, has officially been canceled. This news was broken off of Twitter. Uh, I'm reading a, a recap off IGN, and um, there's not much to say here. Oh, it's a shame. It's just so such a crying shame there's such good things <laughs> I, I, I I do like E3 fair enough uh, I, I do think it's I wouldn't say it's a crying shame mm. but I, I do think it's a shame mm. <laughs> that it's cancelled um, I guess before I felt like it was kind of like COVID beat us you mm. know in, in a way when we started cancelling all our trade shows and stuff like that I was like can we just not let you know fear of like a sickness win you know mm. uh, not that it's not to be taken seriously but 
I was like, do we really have to cancel everything forever? You know, I, so that was my initial thoughts. And like now I feel more just kind of like, I just like that there are trade shows, mm. you know? Uh, and I mean, I'm happy that Gamescom is still around. I like Gamescom as anyone who's heard our Gamescom episodes knows I, I for whatever reason I really like that show I don't know why <laughs> are you know completely blanking on like all Gamescom completely we've done two of them <laughs> I'm, I'm think probably mixing up E3 and Gamescom it's possible and whatever the hell else there is yeah. Gamescom is I feel a little bit more games focused and E3 while it is games focused it's very like over-the-top spectacle like E3 is the kind of show that I mean listen I've never been to one but from what I understand E3 is the kind of show where like CD Projekt you know with their current studio budget would have had like a totally mental booth with like people dressed up in full costume Mm -hmm. and like demos of the games but like also tons of like marketing PR shit and like really over-the-top stuff right and Gamescom I feel like is a little bit more just about games coming out right right like they're both kind of the same thing, but E three is very commercialized. Yeah, I would say Gamescom is more useful. It's very corporate E three. Mm-hmm. You know, Gamescom is mm-hmm. less so. Mm-hmm. Like, but the fun thing about E three is seeing the things that come out of it. Right. Not right, watching right. the actual show, or you know what I mean. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like event. to see the list or whatever after. Exactly. Yeah, it's just so cringy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dude, it's it's awful, man. It's mm. awful. But at the same time, it's fun having those moments of like, oh, did you see what they announced at E3 this year? I guess. It's more like that. I guess, yeah. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. where the fun comes from. It's mm-hmm. about talking about it afterwards and like, oh, this announcement was cool or this announcement was cool. Or like, did you see this epic blunder of like, you know, some total tool, uh, you know, corporate executive like trying to give a speech about whatever, you know, trying yeah. to convince people that he plays games when like he has no idea what he's talking about kind of thing. Exactly. Like that kind of stuff. It's it's fun for the games that come out of it. It's right. kind of like I guess I when I see these things get canceled, I get a little bit concerned that like are we eventually going to not have trade shows? Fair enough. It's Fair only enough. from that angle that yeah. I care. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. And you know if the the ESA, which I want to say is Entertainment Sports Authority, no Entertainment Software Association. Uh, they're the governing body behind E3. Um, they've been in a lot of trouble, uh, I think, financially, um, with all the shows being canceled. And I think they're also struggling to make them happen the same way they used to. So a lot of people feel like, I mean, the ESA has stated they're going to re come back to this in 2023. I think it's there's a pretty big chance that it's just done. It's just not going to happen, yeah. You know, because um, this is the second year it was canceled, right? Like, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, no, and in that sense, I guess I, I hear you. It's yeah. too bad. Do I care about E3 that much personally? No, but I, I care about trade shows in general. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer, man. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. We're back. A little break there. On to number seven. Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition gets April release date. Uh, this was news March 30th, coming out in April. Uh, I got this off IGN, and Ultra Deluxe was actually revealed at the Game Awards of 2018. It was originally expected to launch in 2019, but following three separate delays across three years, it's finally being released. And it's coming to basically all modern consoles April 27th. Uh, it was a game that was previously Stanley Parable only available on PC. Um, and this is described as a... Uh, what can I say about Stanley Parable? Stanley Parable is a game that's probably been off people's radars for a really long time. I mean, 2013 original. Uh, it's a game that I can barely remember now, but I do remember when it came out, there was tons of people just talking about, it's like you'd hear all these accounts of like first-hand game journalists just being like, this is one of the weirdest experiences I've ever played. A lot of people talking about how like the game kind of plays you, it like experiments with narrative a lot, it does a lot of just really weird things with the way it handles its, uh, its, its story development. 
Uh, IGN describes it here as the Stanley Parable is an experimental narrative-driven first-person game about choice or lack thereof and freedom. Uh, as described by developer Crows Crows Crows, the rules of how games should work are broken, as the Stanley Parable is a game that plays you. Since the Stanley Parable was a game about surprises, we've tried to implement new content in ways that players won't be expecting. There's a quote from the development team. Uh, in Back in IGN's original review of the game, they give it an 8 on 10 and said that it was a witty, unusual, and quietly discomforting. The Stanley Parable was a successful experiment in interactive narrative. So I don't have much to say about this other than I remember when it came out, a whole bunch of people that I knew and trusted were raving about it, and I looked at it and was like, well, it's only on PC, I'm never going to play it. Right. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Um, and I think it's really cool that it's finally getting a console release. I think that probably anybody who is interested in weird, different narrative things might want to give this a look. Yep. Uh, I'm still not sure if it's for me, but I'm definitely actually going to realistically check it out now. Now that you can. Yeah, now that I can. Like, I'm going to look up some stuff, I might go back and read some old reviews, and I just think it's really cool that they're finally bringing what was a little bit of a cult classic, I think, in some circles to mm -hmm. modern consoles, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very neat. Agreed. Uh, moving on to number eight. All new PlayStation Plus launches in June with 700 plus games and more value than ever. This is taken directly off the PlayStation blog. Um, announcement March 29th. And basically this is the long rumored uh, Spartacus, as it was being called by a lot of uh, news outlets before. Um, it's nice that uh, Sony President and CEO Jim Ryan finally got in front of it and decided to actually announce it officially. Mm. It's just been rumor and speculation for a long time. There's a lot of information uh, to deliver here, but pretty much this is going to be their... It's not exactly Game Pass, because it's not going to have the first-party library support that Game Pass does, right. but it's their version of Game Pass. Right, right. Um, and the way in which it's not their version of Game Pass is that... In some ways, it's their existing service. They're adding more to it. Yeah, like aren't they kind of just combining um, PS Plus and what's the other one? PS Now. PS Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need, I'm going to need to talk to my brother about this, by the way, because he, he's actually a big uh, PlayStation Now subscriber. Oh, yeah? He has, yeah, he has been for... He's the only person I know who's um, a, a very staunch defender of, uh, of the service. He really likes it. He's the only person I know who likes it. Uh, he swears by it, personally. Uh, he loves the fact that it just gives him like a constant library of stuff to, to play... I don't think I think he has streamed some things. He mostly downloads them, but he's never said that he had any significant issues with like streaming speed or stuff like that. Huh. Um, he loves it. Yeah. So I got to get his take on like you know what does he think about this new thing? But yeah, like you're saying, PS Now is going to be now rolled into it. Uh, PlayStation Plus, which is the thing that everybody gets to get online, that's going to be basically exactly the same. It's just going to be called Essential now, PlayStation Plus Essential. Uh, it's going to have two monthly downloadable games. Like we were just saying, that's a bit... Give or take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have clearly been trying to prepare us for having two for a long time, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they used to be about three, I think, mm -hmm. pretty much all the time. And like they've been gently trying to give everyone the message that it's clearly they're going in this direction where it's just going to be just two. It's, it seems apparent now that this was only because they're doing this new service, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes sense. Uh, but you'll still have two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, online multiplayer access. Basically, it's the exact same thing as it always was. Right. Everyone who currently has PlayStation Plus is just going to have PlayStation Plus Essential now. Nothing changes. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's, for reference, in the U.S., it's $9.99 a month, $59.99 a year. Uh, I don't have these prices in Canadian, but you can do the math. I think it's like $79 for the year. I think it's $79, but it's been on my auto credit card mm -hmm. for such a long time it's the it's actually the i think it's the only service i have that is on auto renew hmm. uh, everything else it's too bad Netflix, because it goes on sale all the time 
you get an annual thing for uh, 50 bucks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. All the time. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to think about it. But that, fair that absolutely makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. And then you have PlayStation Plus Extra, which is the next tier up, provides all the benefits of Essential, adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the Extra tier are downloadable for play. Uh, and that's going to be $14.99 a month USD, $99.99 yearly. Uh, I guess that's something around like 120 or something for us, maybe. Yeah. Then there's PlayStation Plus Premium, which is the highest tier, provides all the benefits of Essential and Extra, adds up to 340 additional games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming. So this is the only tier that includes backwards compatible PS3 games. Hmm. Um, do you know much about backwards compatible PS3 stuff? No. From what I understand, Sony has a giant... Uh, they've actually never been able to solve the issue of PS3 uses a weird cell processor, or is it... Um, it's got some sort of funky uh, hardware design going on where they've never been able to actually do... What do you call that? They've never been able to do backwards compatibility with PS3 games because of the unique architecture of the system. Huh. So they have a giant PS3 farm somewhere that is going to stream these games. And that's that's how they've been doing it. Wow. Ever since... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> um, but they've never actually solved the issue of uh, PS3 backwards compa compatibility. So it will remain to be seen with this service what happens in the inevitable future when the PS3 farm actually gives up the ghost because it will at some point in time well yeah <laughs> it just has to you know but anyways yeah ps3 games available via cloud streaming i think that's i could be wrong but i think that's similar to now at the moment right uh, a catalog of beloved classic games uh, available in both streaming and download options from the original playstation ps2 and psp generations vita is a notable uh, left out mm. Not that that would bother a lot of people. I was a Vita player myself, and it doesn't even bother me. Um, offers cloud streaming across... Sorry, offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games, offered in the extra and premium tiers. So you get the cloud streaming option for the other stuff. Right. Whereas I guess you only have the download option in the other cases. Huh. Right? So the, it's sort of like looking at cloud streaming as... I think that's kind of nice because it, I, I feel like it acknowledges in some level that cloud streaming is really not something that most people want. Mm. You know, which I think is good for someone to finally acknowledge because I don't think anyone really cares that much about cloud streaming. Yeah. From my perspective, at least. Um, and then also, time-limited game trials will also be offered in this tier so customers can try select games before they buy. That, to That's me, is... That's cool. It's cool, but it's also only available at the most expensive tier. Yeah. You know? So... But at least it gives you a reason to... Like, something, you know? Yes. Uh, like, it's not just a whatever, more money for the sake of... It, there's... There's something there. You yeah. Know? I yeah, mean, yeah. I certainly wouldn't do it, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a, you know, come for the 340 extra additional games, stay for the downloads, mm -hmm. stay for the free trials yeah. sort of situation. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it largely remains to be seen, you know, what these games are going to be. Uh, that's kind of a big unknown, big question mark at this point in time. Uh, in the PlayStation blog post, they reference... Uh, they referenced that at launch, they plan to include titles such as Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, Returnal. Um, so, you know, clearly they are trying to do something that is a little bit similar to Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Whether or not this is going to work, who knows? Yep. You know, it's having a gradual rollout. I guess that's of note. They're doing a phased regional approach. Uh, in the June timeframe, they're going to begin an initial launch in several markets like Asia, followed by North America, Europe, and then the rest of the world where PlayStation Plus is offered. We aim to have most PlayStation Network territories live within our PlayStation Plus game subscription service by the end of the first half of 2022. That's more or less all there is to say here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's interesting. I, 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 it doesn't really seem like worth like it's worth anything. 
So you don't money. feel like there's a lot of value? I don't, but I didn't think there was in PS Now. So, mm. I mean, again, I don't know anybody that's actually done it. I almost did it to get Undead Nightmare oh. because it was on there. And to buy the game was $99. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost tried it for a month just to play it, um, but I didn't. Once I saw a video of what the game actually looked like, I was like, oh, yeah, why would I play this? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. So, Do you think that Xbox Game Pass in comparison does have value? Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Definitely. Yeah. So you feel that this is like um, not going to be an effective competition for Game Pass? No. Yeah. I don't think it's the same game. I don't think it's like the same sport yeah. even, you know? Like, yeah. I don't think they should even try and compete. Yeah. They're not going to... You're not going to win. I kind of agree with you, and I liked... The fact that before this was happening, you could still point to Sony and be like, oh, Sony is um, a more of a, a, a boutique company that tries to sell you individual products and stands by that mm -hmm. rather than trying to emulate what everybody else is doing. Because I kind of feel like with this, I think you're right. I don't think it's going to... I think it might attract some people who are already in PlayStation ecosystem to pay more money, but I don't think it's going to convert anyone. No. Like, I think Game Pass has, in my opinion. I don't, that's anecdotal. But yeah, no, I think so. I um, feel like it's a significant enough draw to actually get people into the ecosystem. Yeah, I know a couple um, of people that um, switched over yeah. for that, yeah. pretty much. I mean, they weren't actual gamers or anything. Um, don't take it too seriously, but it's like, Dude, this is a really good deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of hard not to. Yeah, it would be really tough for this PS Essential uh, to be like what Game Pass is. Yeah, and you're if not going to get there. Well, if it's not what Game Pass is, then it's, you know, what's the point? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, mm. yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess time will tell. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I hope that Sony... I, I do feel like the megalith of Microsoft is scary in terms of uh, from a gamer perspective right mm. because you know I don't want to have I don't think anyone wants to live in an ecosystem where there's only one giant doing everything mm -hmm. so it's great for people to have competition and I hope that they're going to stay competitive I wonder if this is the right way to do that yeah you know? yeah. it seems like everybody has to we'll see we'll see uh, moving on to number nine Rockstar launches paid GTA online subscription called GTA Plus yeah I think it's pretty amazing I think it's great <laughs> I think uh, everybody should uh, sign up. It's unclear why IGN is getting this news, but I'll, I'll just read the little blurb here. GTA Plus will cost $5.99 a month, provide subscribers with a recurring monthly bank deposit of GTA $500,000. Dude. You can help explain to me what that means in a second. Ensuring players have plenty of cash to spend in the, in the online open world. There will also be a wide range, uh, quotes, of members-only bonuses, including exclusive properties, vehicles, upgrades, discounts, and cash role-playing role -playing, RP. Bonuses. Rockstar also mentions that there will be the ability to unlock gameplay updates that you, quote-unquote, may have missed out on, suggesting previously time-limited content may be accessible with GTA+. Plus. That's Ooh. fucking dirty right there. <laughs> That's, they did that in Destiny, mm. and people fucking hated it. They, I took, think it, they took it out after a week oh. of it existing in Destiny. Um, then, you know, there's a bunch of uh, more information on this. If you're curious... Um, the first month of GTA Plus is going to span from March 29th through April 27th, so it's already ongoing. Uh, they give a bunch of details as to exactly what this means. You get a bunch of benefits, but I mean, you know, I was just curious from an outsider perspective what this, you know, what what what, what can you tell me about uh, how this sounds for GTA players? Well, 500k a month, I mean, like, you could probably almost fill up all of your ammo. Maybe. That's, that's not a lot of money. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Well, I mean, it depends what level you are and stuff like that, but like, once you get most people have been playing this game for years and have 
ridiculous amounts of guns and rocket launchers and whatever yeah to fill it up is like stupidly expensive okay like crazy expensive okay uh, so i don't know 500k maybe you could buy uh, an outfit do you think it's a good value for six dollars this is six dollars usd per month yeah no 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 <laughs> Not at all. So this is just another scam service. I think it's a like crazy every other... scam. Yeah, I think it's just Rockstar being like, I don't know. Maybe we can make some more money on this game. Yeah. Let's just try. Let's see how many people we can get with this. I mean, listen, these things are always scams, right? Mm-hmm. So number one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least when Destiny was doing this, they didn't call it that, right? They called it their seasons. Mm-hmm. You, you buy each season, seasons three months, just like lots of other games. And at least when Destiny was doing it, you know, you were getting stuff that in most cases was not... Like, you couldn't get it through. Right. And I feel like this would be... I've seen a lot of GTA V modded uh, servers and stuff, like Zombie Apocalypse and stuff. It's PC only, I'm pretty sure. But um, super cool. And, like, you know, if you were paying for the ability to do this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. then I could maybe see it, you know? Like, uh, but uh, just to play... How, what year is it? 2013? God. 2012? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's old, man. GTA 5 release date. Yeah, you're right. 2013. Yeah, Good it's guess. An, it's an old game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, to pay $6 a month for... Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. If you're still playing it after this amount of time, then cool. You, you really like it. Um, Does it cheapen the value of GTA Online for you? Because you are somewhat of a casual fan of the game, right? Uh, no, I played it very briefly. Um, I really got into Red Dead, so I got a taste of the Rockstar gameplay. So when I did jump into GTA with a bunch of buddies, uh, I did have some fun with it. But, oh boy, no, it's a, no, no, it's a piece of crap, man. <laughs> it's a real piece of crap with the amount of shit that pops up on your screen all the time and like your yeah. phone's going off and go here go there and yeah a mission started and some like dude it is so it's a bit of sensory overload nonsense kind of thing oh it's crap yeah yeah yeah, Interesting. yeah, yeah. Interesting. i mean like you could of course have fun with it um with some friends but like as i always say you could have fun throwing cards into a hat with friends yeah yeah, like this yeah. is. Uh, you can also sometimes enjoy Diablo two with friends, even though you don't really yeah, like the game totally, that much, totally, right? Totally. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You can enjoy basically anything with friends. Pretty much. Um, pretty much. I think that's why the Ascent got me so much to begin with. Yeah. It's because my initial experience was it with it was with my brother on the couch having dinner and like having a good time. Exactly. That'll do it. Like we were in the right mood. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think six dollars a month for GTA anything is like just insane. Um, okay. Really, I, I'm I'm floored by it. I uh, actually no, I'm not surprised by it. Uh, I'm surprised that people would pay for it and do it. But I think that remains to be seen. But presumably they will. Yeah. Just looking at its sales and how much it makes on uh, microtransactions. Yeah, it appears that what they're doing works. Can't blame them for making more. You know, for continuing doing stuff that uh, makes them money. But Jesus Christ, man. Like, and and do you feel like uh, this in some way um, cheapens the value of GTA or makes it better or you know do you think it's just a big a big fat nothing burger? I think you know? it's uh, already cheap. Yeah. game. it's yeah. already trash. It's yeah. uh, predatory as hell. It's its own thing. And again, you can have fun in the world. That's the cool thing is you just do whatever with friends. But mm-hmm. I don't know personally. I think it's a trash game. Um, okay. Well, I guess. I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see if it helps. Uh, if it helps Rockstar or not. Not that they need help, but uh, I'm sure they're going to make a mint. They seem to be doing just fine. Oh, they're yeah. going to make a mint. <laughs>
<laughs> and uh, well, whatever. I mean, if people will pay it. I, I, I can definitely say personally that I'm glad I did not ever get into a game that, you know, nine years later was going to add a subscription service. Because I feel like that's a really bad, to me, it's a really bad look that after nine years, they're finally adding a, it's like, oh, okay, like, this must have been on a downward tra trajectory for, like, a really long time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a great thing. I felt the same way about Destiny 2 when they started doing their seasons. I was like, oh, this is getting a little gross. Yeah. You know, like, because they did it a while after, mm -hmm. right? First, they were actually selling expansions. Then, at some point in time, it became like, okay, now it's seasons, and you pay yeah. every season. That's okay. just gross. I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. I think so. Anyways. Moving on to number 10. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected, 2.4 update, early patch notes, ladder, balance changes, new rune words. Uh, now I got this off Dexerdo.com. This was not very widely reported. Uh, you can find several different websites talking about this. None of the really big guns, seems like. But Dexerdo got this, just like everybody else, they got this news straight off the um, Blizzard uh, forums. Now, Blizzard had a forum post called Diablo 2 Resurrected, 2.4 and ladder update, March 24th. The news was widely reported March 25th, and I'm coming back to this because this is finally the 2.4 balance patch update was was announced. I think it was before Christmas, right? mm. if I'm not mistaken. It was a little while ago, and then it went completely. And they had this long list of like things they were proposing to change with the game. You know, it made a big news splash with everyone. All the sites were talking about it. Um, it sort of came and went. It allegedly went through the... Well, not allegedly. I mean, it did go through the public uh, test realm, right? Mm -hmm. But then it completely went dark after that. I am not uh, such a Blizzard nerd that I'm in the forums, uh, but I was definitely, like, looking for news all the time, you know, being like, okay, is this going to come out? You know, like, is it just... Gonna, people are going to forget about it, you know? Like, what's, what's going on here? They had the whole uh, ABK acquisition thing happen right after that, mm. uh, you know, after that happened. So I was like, I guess it's in, like, development hell because of that, maybe? I don't know. So finally, uh, I just did some random searching and I found this article and I'm like, oh, okay. So it's actually, they are talking about it. Uh, although it's, I don't blame myself for missing it because it took a while for them to actually announce anything. But the actual news here is that Diablo 2 Resurrected's 2.4 update, the first balance update in about 20 years, uh, is actually set to release on April 14th, which is, <laughs> which is two days from now. Hmm. Whether that's actually going to happen or not, who knows? Uh, but it probably means it'll be soon, even if it gets delayed by like another week or two or whatever, right? right? right. Uh, because they, they said literally fuck all until this, hmm. you know? So finally, it's got an actual release date, April 14th. We'll see if they hit it. The ladder is supposed to come two weeks later on April 28th. Do you know what ladder play is? Mm -mm. Ladder play is strictly for the nerds. I don't even know what it means. It's something to do with like a ladder is like a season, and it's a way to have competitive play. Hmm. It's like everyone starts on the same day and they have like, I don't know, maybe three months before the ladder finishes and you try to like, I think, get as far as you can before that time ends. Okay. And you can play like hardcore ladder play, softcore ladder play, whatever, you know, like it's just a, it's just a way of having like a leaderboard. Right. You right. know, uh, for people who like that. Uh, and beyond that, there isn't really too much news here without getting into a really hardcore inside baseball Diablo shit, which we won't do. Um, but we can just reiterate and say that the the, the balance up, update they were talking about before, it's introducing a plethora of changes, mostly just simple balance updates to make previously not playable classes playable. Mm -hmm. Like Amazon, uh, you know, two two of her big, or at least yeah, one of her giant, an entire skill tree of hers is getting just across the board upward tweaks. Okay. Because literally no one ever played that ever. 
Mm -hmm. you know so they were just like okay it's way too weak we need to try and they're basically just they're trying to make certain builds viable yeah Yeah, that were completely ridiculous before like and little shit like uh, you know for for your boy necromancer um, the summons the golems I think were Mm -hmm. getting really big tweaks because only one of the golems was like considered to be usable by hardcores okay you know like only the first golem because it would slow bosses was the only one that was useful because the rest don't do any damage and they die too fast Hmm. So they're just giving, like, across-the-board tweaks to a lot of stuff. You know, martial arts for the Shadow Assassin is getting, like, totally reworked, where their martial art powers can be used up to... Like, they diminish because you collect three charges, but instead of expending them all at once, they go down to two, they're down to one, then down to zero. Okay. Just a lot of little stuff, you know. Uh, The Druid is one of the biggest ones. I love Druids. That's what I'm probably most excited about because they're making two abilities that previously weren't usable in, in werewolf or werebear form. Okay. Usable in werewolf form. Okay. Nice. So it, yeah, it's really, it's actually going to open up like huge builds that never existed before for the druid, which is really interesting. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, this might get me back into the game with my fixation currently on Marvel Champions. I don't think I have the brain power to get into Elden Ring at the moment. Mm. It might be a really good time for me to launch back into the Amlo. So um, nice. I'm, I'm going to be trying this as soon as it comes. I hope it does come out in two days. And uh, I will report back. Nice. But, nice, um, nice. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the news. Cool. We're going to try out a new segment real quick now uh, that I'm calling Wrap Up, uh, that we don't really know what we should call it. Just a little section to throw in a bunch of really quick mentions of small things that have happened that we just want to make people aware of. Yep. In case you're you're into whatever, whatever XYZ thing this is. So I'll go through really quick. Uh, number one, we've got LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga released. Uh, right. This is a LEGO Star Wars game. You know, uh, I'm not that into Lego games. Not at all. I can only assume you aren't either. Um, the coolest Lego game I ever heard of was my buddy Mike showed me Marvel Lego game one point in time, and it had, like, something ridiculous, like, 80 playable characters. Huh. Like, every Marvel character. And, yeah, they're Legos, but, like, Whatever. they were all different. And, like, you know, Doctor Strange could fly. Spider-Man could swing. Like, Wolverine huh. acts like Wolverine. You could just swap to any of them at any time. Nice. And you could play the whole thing co-op. So it was like a really good game to play with like a friend or your kids or something, you know what yeah, I mean? It's just yeah. super light and like, but really fun Marvel flavor. Uh, I know some people are excited about this game. I'm not personally, uh, but I also heard my um, my buddy at the grocery store who plays a lot of Elden Ring, like I know he's really excited about this. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, this is a grown man who plays extremely serious games who's like very excited about a Lego Star Wars game. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's something there, you know? Maybe there is, yeah. Uh, it looks cool, yeah. I think he said something ludicrous, too. Like, it has, like, 400 characters or something. That's insane. And I completely was just like, that's impossible. Hmm. Like, you have to be wrong. You know what? Search. Star Wars, Lego, Skywalker. How many characters? Jesus Christ. Teague? Um, there are headlines off, I'm seeing this off some website called distractify.com. Yeah, the game features more than 300 playable characters. Wow. It's completely bonkers. Why the fuck would you even want that many characters? I don't know. But that's wild. Are there even that many in Star Wars? Like... <laughs> I didn't think there was. Yeah. Well, it's including all of, like, the cartoons and shit. Uh, you know what I mean? okay. yeah. But um, that's one for the nerds. Number two, Generation Zero Base Assault Update released. Uh, this is currently, if I'm, unless uh, something happened, it's out now, April nice. 7th. Straight off the uh, Generation Zero development blog, and here's a little synopsis. Watch the trailer for a look at what to expect with the base assault update for Generation Zero, which brings a new system of procedurally generated Phoenix bases to the forest region, new control points, new story missions, and more to the open world co-op action game. I was just excited to see that this game is still getting shit. Hey. I was like, fuck, man. I mean, that's it's a long time after release. Like, yeah, when did it come out? Uh, only 2019. Yeah, no. No, it's not, no not we, we were on it pretty quickly. Yeah, we were actually, yeah. Yeah, like, because 
Yeah, no, no, it was pretty quirky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, 2019, so, you know, it's already like four years old. Three, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, aren't you into math? <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think it looks pretty slick. It does. It's more Gen Zero. It looks good. Like, I mean, I, I had my fill, but... Yeah, me too, I think. I'm excited to see that they're still uh, still adding things, and I just, honestly, I just really like the style of game it was. Yep. And uh, I'm happy that uh, there's a team still working on it. And it's free, right? It's free, yeah. It's a free update. That's cool. Every single update they've released has been free. I mean, they made expansions, but, like, all the basic, like, balance updates and, Mm -hmm. like, general game world updates, they're all been, they've all been free. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, too, because I imagine it'd be really rewarding for a person who's been playing over time also, because the game has had like the maps have changed the, mm-hmm. the basic map has actually altered over time right as they like add things subtract things mm-hmm. which is interesting you know yep. like Keep it a, fresh yeah it's a bit of like an evolving experience kind of so there's that uh number three back for blood tunnels of terror launch trailer is out april 7th this is the first expansion and i think there's an announced two or three they're releasing for back for blood first expansion is finally coming out I was excited when I wrote this segment. <laughs> Tegan and I have just watched the trailer. I don't know. What do you think? Man. Uh, no. Not for me. Yeah. This game does not look good to me. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I think what you said about Fortnite is true. It's the kind of... You know, they're going a little bit too much like... Uh, it's too cartoony now. It's not serious enough. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just... Yeah. I, I don't know. It just looks dumb to me. You know, Back for Blood news keeps drawing my attention. I can't deny that, but also I don't really know how much I actually want to play it. Yeah. I don't want to play it at yeah. all. Kind of, kind of with you. I like not even for a free demo. Like I just, I have zero interest in it. I hear you, man. I hear you. Number five, Weird West review. Weird West was released uh, March thirty first. Uh, there's a review up on IGN and many other sites. Do you know anything about Weird West? Mm, no. I just think this game looks extremely interesting. Uh, IGN's subheading is Dances with Werewolves. Hmm. It's a weird... This this might be... Here, we're going to watch a trailer real quick. This might be a big... Um, like a Jasmine game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like got all... Oh, I do actually recognize this. I just thought this game looks really interesting. It does. I don't know. What do you think? Like, it looks interesting. Not yeah. for me, but interesting. It's a weird sort of like um, sci-fi... Not sci-fi. Like horror Wild West. Yeah. Or like Wild West with fantasy elements. I guess. Looks very strange. It looks like it's a lot about story and character development... Um, I get vibes of Baldur's Gate a little bit. Baldur's Gate's that old, mm-hmm. you no, know? I do remember Baldur's Gate. Just with this flavor instead of... Yep, actually, I, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks really interesting, and it's on consoles. I This very much might be a game I check out. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Like, Is it going to be full price? Okay, so yeah, mid-price. So yeah, I mean, 53? Yeah, it's reasonable. Think? I think it looks like a pretty good... Uh, I mean, despite my objections to the Ascent in the latter half, like the last two-thirds of the game... Um, I still feel like the sense of $40 was extremely reasonable. Yeah. And it definitely, this looks like a more in-depth game than The Ascent. Okay. You know, like more of a story-based sort of like really get into it experience. Yeah, it looks worth uh, worth so, 55 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, like I said, it very much might be a game I check out. I'm mm-hmm. extremely curious about it, and that's really that's kind of all I get to say. Yeah, no, it looks cool. Moving on to number six, uh, viral Steam success Vampire Survivors is getting a lot of new content ahead of release. Vampire Survivors is a really weird like indie game made by some guy that looks terrible and it became a massive internet uh, hit Hmm. for some reason like like tons of people were talking about it like people were raving about it a lot of people that i know that play a lot of indie games i mean it looks straight awful yeah no i'm looking at that right now i actually i think i recognize these graphics from placeholder graphics you can buy on the internet for a cheap uh, price when i was working on my ios game (laughs) you remember remember that Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm pretty sure i i bought a pack that has 
Like, I think that I think I know where they got them from. That's hilarious. Have you, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. Look. That's so your cup of tea. Oh man, that's like. Man, that I must mean, be a, that's a masterpiece, looks... no? <laughs> Isn't that like what you like? Garbage? I gotta be honest, I don't think this looks very good. I, I think that looks like... I like those icons, but whatever. If I had to guess, I'd say this is a Josh game. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire Survivors may be a Josh game. It's currently not on consoles, so that's hmm. that's a big... Uh, so you're gonna buy a PC a big no-no just to for play me. it? <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I don't think it looks very good. No, it looks um, horrible. But I'm happy to see that, I mean, for what... I, I don't think the creator of this game was expecting it to be, to be good either. Right, right. But it became this massive hit for some reason. And so he announced this big roadmap with like tons of new classes he's adding and like different abilities you can get and stuff. Cool. So I guess I'm just, I'm just kind of happy for him. Yeah, really? That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. The game has had such, as the article headline suggests, viral success that I kind of hope that it comes to console so I can just try it for like 20 minutes and yep. be like, is there anything here? Like, you know, what, what are all these people talking about, you know? Yeah. yeah. I still don't think it's for me, but I'm curious. Hey, who knows, maybe it's stupid fun. Maybe it's stupid fun. Uh, that's that's certainly what they say. And last but not least, number seven, Evil Dead the Game, Kandarian Demon gameplay trailer. Right, when does it uh, drop? I think it's like next week. Uh, the trailer came out March 9th. The game is releasing May 13th. Oh, it's May. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, okay. So, you know, exactly a month from now. Yeah. Yeah. Soon yeah. enough. Soon it had enough. a recent delay. Right? Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw some gameplay of the beta, I guess. And um, I like Evil Dead, but... I like Evil Dead. I don't know about this game. Honestly, <laughs> well, I feel like you were kind of like very soured on it before, and that recently when I talked to you about it, you were a little bit more optimistic. Mm. And then I think I saw the gameplay. Oh yeah, and like the actual loop. But I think what I saw was tutorial, and I was just like, oh no 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 <laughs> like not interested at all. You know? Okay. But see, I see this with choose demon, manage team, and a bunch of different demons you can select, necromancers, puppeteers, and they have different stats for defense, damage, speed abilities, and I get excited. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest, mm-hmm. right? That's what I think when I see that. Yep. I also, you know, in for evil in Evil Dead's defense, also I I do feel the graphics are really nice. Yeah, they. they what looks, do you think? It looks fantastic. It looks amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what's got me the most excited, and the environments, like the diners and shit, and like creepy houses. They're just. It looks creepy. It looks good. You were telling me that like you're thinking of now that it maybe has more of a hunt showdown feel than you thought it did. Well, just in terms of um, it's like uh, matches, so you have to go in with a team basically, and then I think you have to get a couple of things and activate something and defend something until something else happens. So it mm. seems like there's more of a. It's not like a story you just play through. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like rounds, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, I gotta be honest, dude, this trailer is like 100% selling me on this game. This trailer I mean, looks fantastic. It does. Mm-hmm. It really does. It also, it actually reminds me a lot of the way, I mean, it looks better now because it's more recent, but it reminds me a lot of how I felt about the graphics of uh, Alan Wake. Hmm. Too. Alan Wake was very similar in style, very dark, a lot of like lens flares and like uh, lighting effects. Right. Um, very like small towny kind of feel. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This I don't know. Uh, again, it does look kind of cool. It looks super cool, but I'm just torn. Like, it's it's one of the sort of big budget ish titles. I mean, this is like a double A title, maybe. Fifty five again, I think. Right. I, yeah, yeah. But it's one of the games that I um, every time I see anything about it, I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta digest all this like Evil mm. Dead news immediately. You know what I mean? Like it's it's got my eye on it so hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna want to play it, but I gotta admit from the from this trailer and at the moment, I'm very excited. It it does look cool. I've got a buddy that pre-ordered it, and yeah. he was trying to convince me to do the same, and I was like, I'm gonna wait uh, until at least 
I, you know, you tell me what you think, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's like a wait for reviews one, mm -hmm. you know, or Big wait time. for like a skill up uh, breakdown. Exactly. So I can find exactly. out what I'm actually getting into. Exactly. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, it looks, it does look like fun, but I just don't know enough of it. I don't know if I want to do it. I'm with you too. Yeah, it's still, uh, to me, very unclear what the actual gameplay is like. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, it looks cool as shit, but like, what are you really doing for like hours on end? You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how long does a round last? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any single player options? You know, blah, blah, blah. Or, or is there any just two player co op options? I don't know. I don't get, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But, anyways, I mean, if you're interested, check out Evil Dead the Game, Kandarian Demon gameplay trailer. It's got a super fun uh, Bruce Campbell narration throughout the entire thing. Where oh. He's telling you all about what he's doing. I think he's in it. I think. He's 100% in it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, but I think there's like three or four Bruce Campbells you can play. Oh, really? Um, like, well, so you... from like Army of Darkness, uh, the first Evil Dead, uh, maybe the show, even. Oh, okay. And they're all different. I haven't even seen the show. So, like, one of them is like a tank, one of them is more like a something else, one of them is more like a something else. This is what I heard. Anyways. Well, Steve, one thing we should absolutely 100% tell people is that if you pre order now, you do get two bonus Ash Williams outfits. <laughs> That's you get good. S Smart employee outfit, which I mean, can you even live without S Smart employee outfit? I don't know. I can't. That's that's hundred percent certain. This is actually going to tempt me to pre-order the game. I think <laughs> just the fact that they have the S Smart employee uniform, mm. and you get Gallant Knight outfit, which looks not as exciting, but still pretty cool. No. And who doesn't like outfits in multiplayer games? But, me. Um... I don't care. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. No, um... I've never cared about cosmetics in any game. One month. Yep. Further delays, or you think it's actually going to come out? I think it's going to come out. I want to say it's going to come out, but realistically, I say it's going to go another month. It might. I say another month. It might. One more. Well, it's supposed to be May 13th. Yeah. We'll see. And, I mean, unless you have anything more to say, I think no, that, no, that's I pretty think much that's all it. we got for uh, for, the, for this week. So, um, cool. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good one. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll catch you next time. See you next time. Bye for now.